This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Angeles 2022. Welcome to Out on the Lanai, the only Golden Girls podcast you're ever going to need to listen to. I am H. Allen Scott slash Sadie Pines. And I'm Carrie Doherty. And this is a podcast where we used to watch an episode of the Golden Girls and then talk about it, but we ran out of episodes. So we broke down all 24 episodes of the spinoff of the Golden Palace, but we ran out of those episodes too. So now we're doing whatever the hell we want. And guess what? We have News, breaking news alert. Beep, 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 beep. We've got golden news to share. I'm a bad breaking news person voice. You're great. Honestly, the first time we did golden news episode, you threw that in. You did the beep, 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 beep. And so I literally put it into the Google Doc that has our intro. It says beep, 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 beep. Because I enjoyed it so much because I think you're so good at it. (laughs) I'm bad at it. But we, what are we doing today, Carrie? Oh my gosh, we have so much good stuff going on today. First, (laughs) we should talk about, well, I feel like there's sad stuff and happy stuff. I mean, there is. Let's start with the good news. The good news is that our guest today is Max Emerson. He is here talking about this fantastic fundraiser he's doing for the Aliforni Center, which is where B. Arthur gave a lot of her money in her will when she passed away. And it supports LGBTQ kids, LGBTQIA plus kids in in New York City and around New York City and all over the country, really getting access to resources and housing, et cetera. Um, they do such great work and go look them up. But we chatted with Max about that and so much more. So we get to teach him a little bit about the Golden Girls too, because he's not the most like, he's not a mega Golden Girls fan. So we're gonna make him that. That's my goal is to make him a massive Golden Girls fan. He did have a really great Betty White story, though. Yes, he, I mean that. Despite not that, being the biggest the whole Golden Girls fan, and is like the end of the conversation. Like you listen to it all, but the, that last little bit, you will be like, "Okay, I give you a virtual hug, Max." Now, because it's such a beautiful story about him and Betty. It's such a beautiful Betty White story, and I should say, it's not that he's not a Golden Girls fan. He just it was a show that wasn't on his radar when he was younger. Yeah, and these days he's very very busy and doesn't watch a lot of TV. But we gave him some episode recommendations. He's yes. going to check it out, and I think if we all just find him on social media and hound him that we will we will break him down and he will become a Golden Girls fan well, if we do it very aggressively, everyone. One thing that he did say, one of the reasons why he did not um, watch the Golden Girls when he was younger is, as he said, he was a not a massive homophobe, even though he did call himself that, but he was very much in the closet. And he, you know, had a complicated upbringing when it came to coming out. And he came out, I think, uh, maybe a little later. I forget exactly when he came out. But um, so he had that experience and he kind of probably like a lot of kids who were in the closet probably felt uncomfortable watching a show that maybe would have hinted towards his interest and his sexuality and all these things. And I can relate to that. I mean, I didn't have that as a kid because I was very much like, well, I'm going to love the Golden Girls regardless what people think. But 
not every kid is like that. And today is an important today as we're recording. You guys are listening to this the next day, but today is National Coming Out Day. And that is a really important, I think, message that Max sort of implied there in that like, it's important for kids to come out when it's safe and when you're ready or people in general, all people, does not just kids, to come out and live your life in the best and most affirming and safe way that is good for you. And not everyone is in a situation where they can be as loud and as, and as obnoxious as I am. And I think I want to recognize- You're not that. obnoxious. Well, you know what I mean. I walk down the street and everyone basically knows, um, And which is which is great for me. And I love that for my life. But I also want to recognize that Queer people come in all kinds of shapes and sizes and personalities and the level of how loud they are with their queerness varies as well. So you are just you in the best of ways and you should recognize how special you are and however you want to be. I think that was very, very sweet. Yeah, yes. right? We should That's all have that. very, very sweet. That's very and sweet. You as an ally, you were there to support kids and adults yes. and everyone in their lives yes. and their paths and what they're yes. doing. And the Golden Girls did that as well. So, like, it's an important thing to recognize, I think, on this podcast that everyone should just be who they are. Yes. Come I as love you that. Are. We love that. Come as you are, like yeah. Nirvana. Um, <laughs> and now on to a little bit, just slightly sadder news. Brief, Today, brief sad news. The, Brief sad news. Beautiful Dame Angela Lansbury passed away. I'm sure <gasps> everybody knows what a prolific actor. We were blessed with her talents for so many decades. And I can I, I really hope that that when she got to those pearly gates, if they're up there, that B. Arthur was the first one there to greet her holding like a vodka rocks, no shoes and smoking a cigarette and was like, let me show you to the Jeopardy room. <laughs> like, I really hope that's what happened. Well, there's I just posted to my Instagram, but also the goal, our uh, podcast Instagram, this the iconic the iconic picture of Angela Lansbury and B. Arthur standing next to each other at some event. And it looks like they're gossiping. It looks like they're talking about someone because Angela Lansbury is looking at something while she listens to B. Arthur say something. And the amount of tweets that I've seen of people speculating on what they've taught, what they're talking about is so funny. So I had to post that picture in honor of Angela Lansbury and her friendship with B. Arthur because I have a feeling they were a bit saucy together. They probably had it because they were friends for a long time. I mean, they were in MAME together, the Broadway version of MAME in the 1960s. Wow. And so they had and they played best friends. I mean, the famous Bosom Buddies song. So like they played best friends and they were best friends from that point on. And it's 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 surprising to me that that Angela Lansbury was never on the Golden Girls. I bet there's a reason for that. I don't know. It. Yeah. I wonder if like. I wonder if it was a scheduling thing. Like, where no. did they shoot Murder, She Wrote? You well, know what shot, I mean? They shot Murder, She Wrote at the Universal lot. Um, at, the, at the Universal lot. I only know that because I talked to Harvey Firestein on my other podcast, Parting Shot, and we talked about Murder, She Wrote and what they did. So they shot that on the Universal lot, and they shot Golden Girls on the Sunset Gower lot, which is a separate lot. I have a feeling it might have been a network thing because mm. well, Murder, She Wrote was CBS. Mm -hmm. And and uh, Golden Girls obviously was NBC, but was a part of Buena Vista, which is Disney. So, like, I have a feeling it might have been just a conflict with maybe, 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 and maybe the women didn't like. Maybe it was an idea. Maybe they just didn't like push hard enough or something. Yeah. Like, if they had asked, and they were like, "No, the network doesn't really maybe. feel." And like, B. Arthur was like, "I'm not gonna go to battle on that one. That's fine. Yeah. She's still my friend." <laughs> and Angela Lansbury was like, "I'm doing fine." <laughs> Have you ever met anyone who can do a good Angela Lansbury impression? Oh, that's a great question. I 
I thought about, so like for Drag Race, there's like the audition tapes that you do and you have to do characters on them. Mm -hmm. And I was very close to doing an Angela Lansbury from Murder, She Wrote character because Mm -hmm. I love, I love that show. I love that character. Jessica Fletcher. Give it up. It's so hard to do. Yeah. It's one of those, I was, I'm able to do Blanche really well. I'm not necessarily able to do Jessica Fletcher very well, which is surprising. But I think because there's there's such a subtlety to her mannerisms and how she yes. and how she mm-hmm. delivers that, like you really have to be a great actor. And I am not an actor. At yes, all. You're, so. that, the subtle is a good way to put it. It feels like the more subtle somebody's voice is, the harder yeah. it is to kind of do an impression of it. Yeah, exactly. Even though her voice isn't necessarily because her voice is is like B. Arthur in that it is very unique. It's a mix mm-hmm. of. British and and American kind of. I mean, Mm -hmm. she has, because she was kind of in both. I mean, she was born in the UK, but I think she spent some of her childhood in in Los Angeles here, which is, and and how her start is incredible. I mean, it's sort of like, it's kind of like Betty White in a way where she kind of just was a product of Hollywood. She started her first film. She was nominated for an Oscar. Her first thing, her first acting experience she ever had was, which is incredible. And then later in life, which this speaks to the Golden Girls, because like, she had had a film career and she was very successful, multi, you know, Oscar nominations. And she had never done stage work before and she wanted to try it. And so she went and became this Broadway icon, like wow. in her forties, like she was well into her career. It wasn't until the sixties that she really started doing Broadway and she had Mame and Sweeney Todd. I mean, so many great iconic Gypsy. Oh my God, her and Gypsy, listen to that soundtrack. But she became this like Broadway icon and then even later in life, when she was in her like 60s, she was like, okay, now I'm gonna go to TV. I'm gonna she, I'm, I'm gonna do bed knobs and broomsticks. Yeah, I loved I mean, that movie that, when that I was movie a kid. Is great. That movie is great. But it's a good she, Disney movie. She kind of like defied all the odds in a lot of ways, very much like the girls did as well. So it's kind of it's uh it's such a life to be celebrated. And I'm so glad so many people are celebrating it. And we yeah. are celebrating it here. Yes, we are. Oh my gosh, we have so much good stuff to get into. Should we take a break and then get into our conversation with Max? Yes, we should. Let's take a break. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. I'm so happy to introduce my friend, Max Emerson, to the podcast. Hi, Max. Hello! It's so nice to be here with you guys. I... With y'all. Excuse me. I've changed. I've, I'm getting out of the habit of having gendered isms. It's a pleasure to be here with y'all. Me I too. Like... Thank you. I, I appreciate that. that. Yeah, I, I think that. that's great. But I mean, is I'm... y'all... But wait, let me ask you though. Is y'all unnatural for you? Are you from the South? Yeah, I'm not just putting it on. I'm from Central Florida, which is actually more South than the South, if you believe it. <laughs> yes, I believe it. So y'all comes natural to you because y'all doesn't come natural to me. I went to school in Georgia, but I was only there for four years. I'm from like South of Boston. So Ooh, yeah. I'm trying to find what like the Massachusetts y'all is, if anybody has any recommendations. <laughs> 
<laughs> Greetings, fellow folksy people. I, yeah, no, you guys are a little SOL, aren't you? You don't have like a fun gender neutral ism you can use. I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Just like asshole. You know what I mean? Like yeah, that's, no. but that even feels, <laughs> that feels like it leans male though, weirdly. I don't know. So asshole I need to- does feel very male. You're right. Yeah. I never thought about that. Well, I initially started by not gendering my slurs. So I would be like, oh, that's a bitch. Like, don't say oh, that. That's yeah. a, you can you can you can gender the slur if it's male. So you can call someone like a dirty scrote sack <laughs> or something like that. But you don't want to call them a pussy. No, 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 no. You don't want to do that. No. Wow. This I like how this started. I like how this like literally just got going real quick. We've established yep. who we are. I'm a big fan of y'all. I've been saying y'all for a long time. I mean, I'm from Missouri. So like it's not quite the South, but it's y'all. It's y'all country. Missouri counts. Absolutely counts. Well, I'm from the St. Louis part of it, so not really. Anyone in Missouri who's not in St. Louis would be like, you're a poser. You're not from the South. You're actually an East Coast person. So, like, not quite. Not quite. Like, they, most of the Missouri would, would, would counter that point. But I stick with y'all. My mom's Southern, so I say y'all. I mean, it's, I hear it. It's in there, and it sounds like the other ways you're pronouncing things, I believe it. Well, there's, like a, there's a little mix of, like, Jew- and like at Midwestern and y'all like it's like a it's a nice combination of like a lot of things just when I get angry I become very Jewish okay so don't make me angry don't make me angry (laughs) well I should have set up how this all happened so Max and I are friends and we were texting about this great fundraiser that he's participating in that's happening until how long does it go till Max uh, the Danceathon event itself is November 20th, but they're going to keep raising money a little bit beyond that as well. Yeah. And so it's for Ali Forney Center, which, as Woo. longtime listeners know on this podcast, B. Arthur was, well, all of the girls were huge supporters of the LGBTQ plus IA community. And they, but B. Arthur specifically was a huge supporter of Ali Forney. And as all of you know, when she died, it was a surprise donation was given to the Alifornia Center from B. Arthur. And it was at a time when the Alifornia Center was struggling. They were, just in this article I'm reading right here, they were struggling to pay rent, to offer critical services. They were really kind of on their last leg. And B. Arthur's donation came at a time when it was just vitally needed. And since then, Alifornia Center has been doing very, very well. But every single year, they need more and more critical funds because they help LGBTQ children and and just anyone seeking services in New York City and even beyond the boroughs of New York City, the Mm -hmm. New Jersey, et cetera, that really help them get critical services like health, et cetera. What is it about Ali Forney that makes you want to get involved with it, Max? I just really love everything about what they're up to, to be completely honest. And they have a reach that's larger than just New York. They actually offer services to shelters all over the country and I guess whoever else reaches out to them on just counseling them and advising them on how to accommodate queer kids, which I think is really special. So it's just one of those organizations organizations that every time they've they've asked me to show up, I do promptly and I'm very glad that I did. Um, so that we're at a point where this year I stepped on in a advisory board member position mm-hmm. to help just kind of get the ball, ball rolling on some of these new projects. Like for example, the meals program mm. that's being supported by the We Are Family Danceathon. Um, this has been structured as a way to get more people into kind of grassroots fundraising. The idea is that if you raise a thousand dollars, you get to come to this amazing dance party with all of our friends, all of the Ali Fournay team, as well as the the celebrities and influencers that like to support them and just spend a night shaking your butt off before Thanksgiving. Which is wonderful. I mean, everyone should be shaking their butt off. Well, not I, more people should just be shaking their butt. I want big butts. I want all the big butts out there. Don't shake your butt off. 
I want them shaking. <laughs> and what a good time to be dancing too. I mean, it's Thanksgiving. You eat so much yeah. food. It's like you really just want to get a good workout. Just in. the winter and time dancing anyway. is the most fun kind of workout. Totally, totally. It's so much fun, and I love that you're doing it. And what's so great about what you're doing, and literally, as you're, I'm sure everyone listening, as you described the meals program, the dancing, etc. Every single Golden Girls fan listening thought of every single episode where the girls did something related to what you just said. Separate episodes, not just one episode. Two separate, yeah. Yes, yeah. Dorothy. How many dance party episodes have they done? Well, well there's a well, well, there is a famous, yeah, there is a dance-a-thon episode where there's a cash prize for basically whoever can dance the longest without, like, collapsing, <laughs> which that actually seems a little... I don't know. It seems a little iffy to be doing with um, older people, um, but did. and if they but they did it. Kids at this dancethon yeah. can shake their butts yep. all night long. Yeah. Well, I guess that kind of shows how like dedicated they are to it. Yeah. True. Yeah. The women were getting really competitive with each other, but Sophia and Dorothy. There was another episode where they did the. Um, it was at Meals on Wheels that they yes. were doing. Yeah, yes, yeah. the Meals yeah. on Wheels program. Mm -hmm. um, and they met a man who was agoraphobic, and he didn't want to leave his um, uh, apartment. He hadn't left since like the seventies. Mm -hmm. um, and they do some really questionable stuff to get him out because they're not yeah. trained mental health professionals. It's probably not very healthy. But, but... <laughs> it's just it's just a couple of ladies trying to help. Yeah, yeah, best. Like yeah. they get him out, and it backfires. But um. But yeah, so it's so funny because they challenge as soon. Yeah, as Max was saying those things, it's like, oh, the Meals on Wheels episode, oh, the Danceathon episode. Yeah. I'm just that's that's how you know you're a you're a crazy Golden Girls fan when any story that anyone tells you you relate it to an episode of the Golden Girls. That is, and why the one of the reasons why I wanted even Max to come on, other than I love him very much and I think he's a great person and he does great work, but that literally, like, you're not. I, I know you're not a huge, huge Golden Girls fan, but I want to make you an insane Golden Girls fan. So if I introduce okay. you to a community of insane Golden Girls fans, well, then all of them will use their voices on your social media to force you into being an insane Golden Ooh, Girls fan. I get, I'll be like publicly shamed into yes. watching all of the episodes. How, okay, first of all, how many episodes is the Golden Girls? Like what kind of commitment are we talking, talking about? We're talking 180. 180. Yeah, 180. Seven seasons. So that's like, they're 23, up, 23 minutes, you're fine. They did that many episodes yes. in seven seasons? Yes. yes. It was the 80s and 90s. Okay. Well, network. The live network, studio audience. Yeah. Yeah. Network shows, that wow. they don't as much anymore, but a typical network season for a comedy, yeah, is about 24 episodes a season. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that wild? I love right. you. I think before you asked that question, you were like, what is it going to be like? Maybe like 50 episodes. Yeah. And then you asked, and I think you immediately regretted asking he that immediately question. Was no, like, absolutely. What have I gotten myself into? <laughs> well, okay. Here's the thing. I don't watch tons of movies and television. I don't have a lot of time in the day. I usually sit down for half an hour to 45 minutes while I'm eating dinner yeah. with my partner. And that's like our TV Because you're flying and right now. He's literally learning how to fly, Carrie. What? Yeah, like, a plane, like an actual plane. Uh, that's what I figured. Wait. I didn't think it was like I'm that's also a goal. Figuring out how to play <laughs> Learn to Fly by the Foo Fighters on a guitar. Yeah. Yes, there is an episode where well they go skydiving. Well, but, but no, there's another episode. There's another episode where they all get over their fears of something while on a plane. Oh, well, on and a one plane. of them is flying. Oh. Dorothy had a fear of of flying, which well, she had yeah. 
Yeah. And, yeah. I mean, Blanche also, that dude took her on his private jet. Remember, and she had true. the chair that went there backwards all the way. Moments. See, Max, yeah. this show but is- Sorry, I want to know about Max flying. Max, are you like like a two-prop, like those smaller planes? Is that what you're learning? One prop. They, they start you on like the Honda Civic of airplanes. What they put mean? you in like pipe. They like tiny engines. They'll run forever. Uh, they're old as dirt, um, not to be ageist against airplanes because they're all <laughs> wonderful. But like it's like they've got these Piper Cherokees, again, questionable name, yeah. uh, but that's what they're called. They were made in the 60s. Yeah. The average general aviation airplane is 30 years old. It's terrifying. Wow. So there's incredible like the ones we fly like like for to, like on Delta. No, 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 no. General aviation is like oh. the non-commercial okay. stuff. Uh, and some of those Delta planes, they're not, they're not the don't, newest. Don't even but... go that down that road. Let's just keep that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, for example, the, the, the planes we're training in have ashtrays. No. Uh... <laughs> yeah, it's great. I remember wow. when I was, when I was younger and I was flying, like the, when I started flying a lot was when I was sort of in college and I would fly back and forth from, you know, home to college. And the, those planes, some of them were so old, they actually had, I remember on the seat, they had the little ashtray things and it was so weird to me. It was a different time. I don't know why planes, even newer planes, like a jet blue plane that has a TV built in, you know, that's a newer plane. Mm -hmm. They still have the no smoking signs on all of the planes and they're always think, lit up. Which I don't think those, oh, even the brand all, new ones have that. Yeah. I don't think all those planes are necessarily new though, because sometimes I heard that on the, when the seat, the TVs are in the seats, they just replace the seats. It's like an oh, old yeah, plane that, makes that sense. they put the newer seats in, so they have the TVs in. So it's not, it's like kind of tricking you. Yeah, they're older than you think they are, but they have extensive maintenance that that's done on them. But uh, like pilot school, for example, yeah. the actual flying of the plane and like getting in and out is really pretty simple. The test is actually really hard because you have to know every single thing you're supposed to do if that engine gives out because you're you know you're on an engine you're using an engine from the 60s and 70s so you just have to know what to do because it's not not likely that's that at some point in your life you'll have to deal with an engine out or <sighs> any of those things so after telling us all these terrifying <laughs> things about flying what is it about fly like why yeah. why is this something that you that you wanted to do i'm curious so I was always afraid of little airplanes. I have friends that fly a lot. Uh, my family's really into it. My little brother's a commercial pilot. His wife is starting oh, to wow. become, uh, she's transitioning from flight attendant to pilot. Um, cool. So is another friend of mine. So I'm kind of doing this along with uh, the two girls just to kind of mm -hmm. see if I can keep pace with them. They're doing like the hardcore actual trying to become a airline pilot course. Um, I was always afraid of little airplanes, like going skydiving. I was more afraid in the plane than I was jumping out of it. Interesting. Like the, yeah. And so now that I've gotten to be the driver, I'm way more comfortable. Wow. It's like a motorcycle. Like I will never ride on the back of a motorcycle, but I love driving mine. That's wow. that, makes sense. that does make sense. You it's like, so the, that just like a sense of control thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There is a sense of control thing. You're right. Though. Like mm -hmm. that weird, I don't, that. Well, you also understand how it works a little better. So for example, for every thousand feet you have of altitude and you're generally cruising at least to 3,500 up to like 10 or something yeah. for every thousand feet of altitude you have, you've got like a mile and a half of glide. Those things can go like, there's a lot of people that fly things that don't have engines at all. So like, it's actually not too bad if your engine goes out, if you're in a helicopter, good luck. Like I'm not flying one of those, but small airplanes and aircraft and stuff like that. You're, you're not in too bad a shape as long as you're not over water. I was going to oh. say, you just need Anyways. somewhere to land. You can glide. 
I'm fully mm -hmm. in the Dorothy camp of being terrified of flying. It doesn't, mm -hmm. I don't, I've gotten worse at it over the years as I've gotten older. I don't know why. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's, there's just an anxiety with flying that like, it just, no, I like the outfits though. I like the outfits that the that the that the you know flight attendants and the pilots wear. I mean, because pilots are hot. So you shell out the extra money for Virgin just to see those neat outfits. Yes, when I flew to um uh London recently, I we flew Virgin and it was oh what an experience. It was lovely. It was just a lovely I mean the ride was terrifying, but the outfits were fantastic. Huh. I mean, the ride wasn't terrifying. I was just terrified because I'm always terrified. Whereas my boyfriend was like just sleeping the entire time. Like he was fine. Like nothing terrifying was happening. They even offered us delicious food. Like nothing was bad, but I was terrified, but I was drugged up. So I was fine. Okay. Well, maybe the drugs are making it worse. Oh, well, that's another podcast I do. So we'll talk about that one later. <laughs> Everybody, this is a podcast where we used to watch an episode of the Golden Girls and talk about it, but now we mostly just talk about flying. Wait, do you? So, last well, question so, I have for you is: mm. Do you get to wear like a pilot's outfit ever? Like when you graduate, like do you get like a do you get a uniform? I mean, if I got a job, I would. I mean, no, there's no there's no rule thing. I can't wear a uniform. Like I could dress up as one and just wear that to class yeah but technically you could just, maybe like, i will dress up as an alligator too and wear it to class like you could like you could wear anything you want really i guess right yeah if you're just flying for just yourself <laughs> yeah i could dress up as b arthur's character oh you could you oh so now that would be yes. after you watch all the episodes of the golden girls if you actually <laughs> flew a plane as b arthur max you would break the internet yeah you would get a lot well, of press least... for that we could at least use it as the thumbnail for this podcast, at least, <laughs> as the promo. Well, so I wanted to go back a little bit to Ali Forney. So, like, one of the things yes. that I love is that, and I don't think a lot of people, I mean, we've talked about it on the podcast before, but, like, children and queer children, queer kids are not only one of the largest groups who suffer from housing insecurity in the United States, but they're also one of the largest groups that suffer from mental health problems and suicide rates. And there's just, I mean, the list goes on about... And it often stems to housing and it often stems to what happens both housing from their family and being denied housing at their at their where their family's from but then also what they do to survive after they've been either disbarred from their family or the, whatever's happened and what ali forney does and i think the golden girls is an interesting connection here because the golden girls is all about sort of like chosen family and it's all about mm -hmm. coming to get these, these different types of people coming together to sort of not just survive, but also thrive in a lot of ways. And I feel like what Ali Forney does and the work that Ali Forney does, that message, that me that fundamental message of the Golden Girls is like right there with Ali Forney. Don't you think? I really do. It makes perfect sense. And I don't know if this is like a controversial thing to say, but I think that's really, what's really sweet about the Golden Girls is that this group of women that as they age, they're taking care of each other. Yeah. So like, as you get older, it's, not entirely like this, but it's very often like you kind of regress to like infanthood in some ways. Like mm. you, you know, sometimes you stop losing control of your bowels. You stop being able to drive. You, like you become more and more dependent on other people. So it's it's kind of cool to see each end of the spectrum finding each other and yeah. and seeing the need for community and and you know 
inter-support networks. Yeah. And how can people, because there's a lot of people raising money. I am asking people to give to you because I know you and I can text you easily and ask you questions. I'm sure I can do that with other people too, but (laughs) I like you best. So where can people give money? How can they donate to your cause, but also just in general to Aliforni? Uh, the California Center's website, aliforniacenter.org. If you're interested in November's Dance-a-thon, which is the gay version of a hot dog eating contest. Well, actually, maybe not. But uh, <laughs> we are family.aliforniacenter.org. Mm. Uh, we are Um, They're trying to raise, oh, I think it's... A million dollars, ideally, wow. for their meal, pro- wow. meal program. So if we could get a thousand people to raise a thousand dollars, I'm not a mathematician, but I think that's a million dollars. Yeah, yeah, exactly. How are you doing on your fundraising? Like, wh- and what are the things that you're doing to fundraise? Like, are you doing anything fun? Any activities? Like, what are you offering your fans? Anything? Like, what's going on? I honestly have not gotten that far yet. Mm. Um, all of the big crowdsourcing websites really say that you should save, you should do your your fundraising in like the month leading up to your deadline yeah. because people just think, Oh, I've got time. So uh, although I am on the advisory board for campaigns like this, I kind of just do what they say. So they launched in September. I did some videos promoting it encourage people to sign up. Obviously I'll be at the event itself to cheerlead and dance with people. People can even join my team if they'd like. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm saving some of the bigger incentives for November itself. I'm going to have a bigger push leading up to those dates. And I haven't exactly thought of what I want to do. Um, I should be passed. Hopefully we'll be passing my private pilot check route. I can maybe even offer to like oh. live big donors in from Connecticut or something. Wow, That could be fun. I don't know. Would you guys have any ideas? I what do. would you do to lure I in the money bags? I, Come dance with us. I have an idea that I know Carrie will also be on board with because it's Golden Girls theme. Um, so All right. I think now how, uh, Ma- Carrie, I'll give you a little background on how um, Max and I became aware of each other. So Max is a is a content creator and influencer. Are you going to tell me to take naked pictures to promote this? No, I'm not. No, I'm not. Well, not totally. <laughs> not totally. It's a content creator, an influencer. And listeners, Max is very handsome. Very. But when we when we first met, Max was a guest on my other podcast, You're Making It Worse, because we wanted a conversation with Max about sort of like, how do you like not just be a, like a like a dumb gay guy with your shirt off all the time. Like, what else are you offering? And we had a great, we had a great conversation on that podcast. And I will admit, I have often judged some queer co- content creators out there who only take pictures with their shirts off because there's not sometimes a lot behind. Like, they do weird messages, and it, sometimes it's very icky. But Max is different. And so over that period of time after we recorded, I have come to love and appreciate what Max does in the world and puts out into the world. And I understand his message and his point, what he's doing. So I say all that to say for your fundraiser, I think you should do a series of shots. That's the men of Blanche's boudoir. Now people listening will know exactly what I'm talking about. You don't know what I'm talking about. Karen knows what I'm talking about, but it's a series of pictures that would be very much in line with what you already post on Instagram, but dedicated to the golden girls and your fundraising for Ali Forney. I think this is a great idea. Carrie, what do you think? Wow. Yeah, the men of Blanche's boudoir. Now, I am, you know how we've talked about this when we did the, golden, <laughs> when we did the golden Palace, when we talk about Don Cheadle. I do not yes. like to objectify people oh, no. and their bodies on this podcast. So 
I think a tasteful calendar, if that's something that people are comfortable with doing. <laughs> yeah, totally. It's all about consent. I don't, it's all about consent. Yes. Um, I think that's a great idea. I think, you know, who runs a good seance, right? <gasps> Let's do a golden girl seance. See if we can maybe talk to the women beyond the gray. I like that. I don't mm. know who does a good seance. Cause I don't even know what are, do psychics do seance? Like who does a seance? Well, there's that lady from that medium show that Patricia Arquette's based on. You know what I mean? That that one show where she talked to the dead people or she saw the dead people. And then she did that one episode of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills where she was like smoking a cigarette and told everyone when they're going to die. There's that lady. She probably could do it. We ran into this problem recently. Andres's mom came to town. Andres is your, uh, your partner, wanted to, so everyone knows. My partner, Andres's mom, came to town. Uh, they moved from Colombia when he was eight. Uh, and she's a wonderful, absolute wonderful woman. She's currently in the process of kicking cancer's ass. So she's oh, got her hands full, but she managed to come out and visit us. And her one request, which we failed, was she wanted to go see a psychic, Oh, but not like any psychic. She wanted to go see a good psychic, like a, like a proper medium, talk to spirits kind of one. And we weren't able to find one. So if anyone listening knows of a good psychic, either in New York or LA, Sting. send that to us. I, we... We have another visit coming up and we would like to surprise her with a psychic visit. That's not a bad idea. I think that's great. I mean, I I often, I don't think I'd be able to communicate with the girls in heaven. I don't. I don't think they would want to talk with me because I'm probably one of those crazy fans that they don't want, they want to avoid. Do you know what I mean? Like they're too busy mm-hmm. greeting Angela Lansbury right now. They don't want to like, communicate with me, if you will. Um but I think that's a great idea, Carrie. I think that's a wonderful idea. There's also like, you know, well, I mean, the fact that this is a dance-a-thon, you need to watch that episode of The Golden Girls so that maybe you can maybe wear what Blanche wore. I think maybe you're more in line with what Blanche wore than the other girls because B. Arthur looked a little bit like a penguin. Don't you think, Carrie? I Again, okay. I'm not, I'm also not here to shame anybody. Oh, I'm, no, there's no shame. <laughs> there's no shame. <laughs> I feel like I'm it's being extra, it's a compliment. I think I'm extra sensitive tonight i don't know what it is about this conversation i am super sensitive um no b arthur yes she wore a very a long shapeless yeah. gown it's not but, your it's not your it's not your vibe max i can tell you that right now it worked for b arthur though uh, you yeah. never know i mean i know that one's not maybe maybe betty's outfit maybe rue mcclanahan's like i could see you in both of those blanche's outfit I think I that's more my speed. <laughs> okay. That's I'll show up at the danceathon in that. I think that would probably be a good thing. But if you did something that we'll never, related with danceathon, that'd be great. It sounds like a lot of fun. I I appreciate you guys catching me. I appreciate y'all catching me up on on the one the the four one one on the Golden Girls. I was like a Simpsons kid growing up, so yeah. I kind of have like the Tower of the Simpsons, the way that you're relating like everything philosophically to the Golden Girls and having a life lesson to apply from episode 31B. I was kind of like that with certain cartoons. So I, I really appreciate that. There's some love there. Um, are Have all of the Golden Girls passed now? Was, yeah, was Betty all, the last? Betty was the last one too. And she, I mean, she was the oldest too. So it was, yeah. it, was uh, it was very sad when she mm-hmm. passed. But I mean, also what a life, like what a life. She went out with, on the cover of People magazine before she died. Like they had planned the cover before For she her died. her 100th knowing. birthday. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like that's the way to die. Sounds like her sense of humor. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people right have said that. before they can run the article. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Um, 
did when when we did you're making it worse you, yeah. you mentioned how much you love the golden girls did i tell you about the time i got to meet betty white no you did not but you must share the story since you are now on a golden girls no excuse me the golden girls podcast the yes. <laughs> official <laughs> yeah. golden girls podcast yeah. the longest running one we know the, the longest, longest running. running all right yeah all right um I mean, th that's my two connections is, is B. Arthur with Valley Fournier Center and um, met, meeting Betty White. It was at Elton John's Oscars party. He has an Oscars viewing party every year. Also an AIDS to, fundraiser. Uh, it's, his, it's to fundraise his charity that fights AIDS and funds research and does a million amazing things. That, that gentleman is incredible. I was a baby. I had just moved to L.A. I think I was 21 years old and I was mm. catering. But I was like the cute twink caterer. So I got assigned Elton's table <laughs> and it had um, Betty White. And I'm not going to say the exact names of the celebrities because they weren't very nice to me, but it was a Victoria's Secret fashion model, someone who was starring in Quentin Tarantino's most recent film um, <laughs> and some other people. Yeah. Um, a lot of like really complicated dinner orders, but then they didn't even touch their food, just like a waiter's nightmare except for Betty White. Mm. She was the sweetest woman on the face of the earth. I told her that my mom was obsessed with her and I already texted her to say that I was, oh, uh, I had her at my table and she's like, well, get a picture, honey. And she like got a picture with me and she ordered like a quadruple vodka yep. on the rocks and was just like the nicest guest I had served in my entire time in Los Angeles. And wow. I was a lonely little boy. And that one experience, I remember 14, 13 years later of just thinking, okay, maybe LA doesn't suck too much. That's wow. so great. That, that is, is such so a sweet great. story. It also is so indicative of what everyone says about Betty personally and that like, A, she didn't have a necessarily sophisticated palate when it came to food. She ate what she literally famously lived on like hot dogs hot and dogs. vegetables. So milkshakes. like, if she can live to 99 on hot dogs and milkshakes, God bless. Um, but also that like, she could hold it's the formaldehyde. <laughs> yeah, you're right. But she could hold her liquor. She was quite I mean, she wasn't like a drunk, but she like she loved a nice little cocktail. She liked a nice little cocktail and she could I mean the fact that she ordered that vodka to drink with you just proves that like she liked a good cocktail. Oh, she had a few. Yeah. And she was not out of control. Like she was more well behaved than most of the other people at the table. Like wow. And it was you know what's amazing issue. too is I'm assuming out of everyone at the table, she's the one who's been in show business the longest. Yeah. And for her to you get even like till the end, it sounded like no ego. Mm. You know what I mean? Just to sort of be a nice person is a new, you know, after having Angeles, been who clearly yeah. is there at the behest of Elton John. And and is, you know, she just wants to be nice to this kid who's giving her food. Like, that's just that's how you should live life is just being nice to everybody. It really made me rethink my old man plan. I thought when I got old, I would get to a certain age where you can just say whatever you want. It's like, oh, he's old. It doesn't matter. And it's like, no, no. I guess I'll just have to keep being nice. But that's, that's great. Betty White did that for you. That's yeah. incredible. Yeah. <laughs> One less angry old white man. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, Max, I love you. I love talking to you about all this. I love what you're doing and fundraising. And I think it's so great. And I think everyone should go um, support what you're doing. They can go to your Instagram and just find the links and stuff to your fundraiser, right? Yeah, I think it's the link in my bio at the moment. But again, 
alifornacenter.org if you just want to give or sign up. And then We Are Family is the name of the event on Thursday. Oh, I actually have one more uh, Golden Girls related question. Oh, please. Um, you're going to hate me for saying this, but I don't think I've seen an entire episode all the way through. I don't even know where to stream them. So first question is, where can I stream them? <laughs> Uh, that's not fair. I've seen one episode all the way through yeah. and it was, um, they did, it was that show that they do in Silver Lake sometimes with like Drew Drogi and Willem yes. and Jackie yes. and all the drag queens yeah. doing a word for word scripted yeah. episode of Golden Girls. I've seen an episode through that, but um, where can I stream the Golden Girls? And if I had to start on one episode, should I start at the beginning or should I start with like oh, that's an a episode? Great question. That, just... that question is not asked often because usually I just tell people watch the friggin' show. Um, and I do love that your first introduction to the Golden Girls, besides like, you know, your mother and me and everyone in like your life, basically everyone around you watching the Golden Girls, um, except for you, which is a shame. My mom was a Murder, She Wrote fan. Oh, I love your mother. So that was... I love Murder, She Wrote so much. Oh, my God. I could talk to your mother for days. But I, 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 I never even saw Golden Girls on TV when when I was a kid for some reason. And we had like Nick at Night, but that was like the Munsters and I Dream of Genie yeah, and stuff like that. they weren't on Nick at Night. They basically kind of went directly yeah. from airing to um, Lifetime at first and then Hallmark and it kind of like it, you know, became because it was it, they, they said it was for women when in reality, like all the little gay boys like me were sitting there watching it. Well, except for you, you were watching The Simpsons. You're a special gay boy. Oh, I was wildly homophobic as a teenager. <laughs> but I regret 90% of my actions as a teenager. You can watch, so yeah, I, would, I wouldn't have found it. You can watch it on Hulu because they're all available on Hulu. But um, if you had to okay, start, Hulu. see from the beginning, I don't, I, I sometimes think that because the show is so like, I mean, you asked the wrong question for real Golden Girls fans because we'll give you a full list of shows to start with, episodes to start with. Well, it's like if you ask me what episode of what uh, Sunny and Philly to watch, I yeah. wouldn't say the pilot. I would say watch the episode called Who Pooped the Bed. Yeah, oh, oh, Who like Pooped I know, the Bed is like, like the most famous. Yeah. <laughs> and it's an old one. But is there, is there like an episode where you're just like, oh, this is peak? I'm, I'm going to say, just comedy-wise, Forgive Me Father, That's which I believe is season three. Yeah. Two or three. Um, it's a very famous episode. I just love Forgive Me, Father, and A Little Romance. I was going to say A Little Romance because A Little Romance, even though it's first season and, you know, they were just sort of getting their wings and stuff, it it is so emblematic of, like, the type of show it will go on to be because it's so absurd and it's so silly and there's so many moments in it that are just, like, a fever dream that... I feel like they found their silly, their true silly that they really leaned into in the later seasons in a little romance. Um, but we should also mention again, if we're talking about the Alec Forney Center tonight, oh, yeah. yes, maybe, yeah, peak B. Arthur, yeah, oh, peak B. Arthur. Um, should we? Mm, should we? I feel like we're we're like, what's the one you would watch? We're like, well, here's a dozen. <laughs> um, <laughs> What's the Gene episode? Oh, yeah. That was, I think, the second season. I forget. I always get that confused. But it's the episode then, where her lesbian friend comes to town and the other girls don't know she's a lesbian and she falls in love with Betty White uh, over the course of the episode. It's a great episode. Um, and you will never hear the word lesbian um, the same. Yes. Uh, isn't it romantic? Yeah. Um, that's that okay. episode. Uh, lesbian. 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 You'll, Lesbian. You'll know. I think I've heard the references. I, I know a lot of like 
the the phrases and the like the golden girl stuff has permeated yeah. into my life kind of like giddish or something where i don't really know where it came from but i know the phrase yeah yeah that's definitely so that'll it. be cool to like those are good starter episodes those. i think those are good yeah. starter episodes for sure but also you forgive me father sounds like uh, an episode in fleabag <laughs> it does doesn't it a little season two fleabag that's yes. also a great show <laughs> that's a great show oh. yeah well max where can people follow you on the internet um, my Instagram is Maxisms, M-A-X-I-S-M-S. And then the other channels are some iteration of that. I was a little slow to sign up on other platforms. So it might be the Maxisms. It, yeah. Just Google me, whatever. Love it. I love it. Well, thank you so much. I'm more interested in you guys going to the Alley Fournay Center and helping out over there. Yes. And everyone should go donate if you can. And if you can't, please share the posts fundraising, the people fundraising for it, because we know that not everyone can give, but you can give in other ways and use your social presence in order to give. So please share with your family and friends and always do what B. Arthur would want you to do, which is support these great causes and help these kids and the people who are supporting these kids get the vital services they need. Thank you, Max, so much for doing Thank you, that. Max. Thank you both. Have a wonderful rest of your podcast. back with our golden takeaway which is a nugget of truth or inspiration that you can apply to your life or the lives of our listeners um i think you and i probably have the exact same golden takeaway this week don't you i think, think we do why don't you go ahead and say it we are going to say it guys go support max's endeavor at ali forney it's so important i i just personally i will say that this organization means a lot to me i volunteered at it when i lived in new york city i find it to be just it's so important and there are so many things that like queer youth especially marginalized queer youth which queer people are already marginalized but so many of the people that that get services from california are also like doubly marginalized in terms of their race in terms of their gender in terms of i mean lots of different things and the things that so many of these kids go through in order to just survive is just so hard and i love that california is there as a as a place for people to go to and to really get the services they need so that they can thrive in their life in their beautiful and wonderful ways that they should be thriving. And I love that B. Arthur recognized that importance and did something about it. And so I think we all should do what B. Arthur wanted us to do, which is support the Alifornia Center in the ways that you can support by either donating or sharing Max's fundraising or anyone else's fundraising for this amazing dance-a-thon. Yes, that was so beautifully put. Oh, well, thank you. That was so beautifully put. Away with words. Yes, <laughs> and you know what? And I'm just going to throw some tips out since we're talking about dance-a-thons and, you know, how to, if you're doing like a 24-hour and, you know, you're, you're dancing up a storm, I just want to offer some tips. Mm. One, comfortable shoes. Two, yes. hydrate. Yes, Three, make sure that you have a good rapport with your dance partner if oh, you're dance so partnering, important. because you don't want to be with someone for 24 hours who yeah. you just cannot stand. I think those are going to be my three tips for dance a thoning. Yeah, I agree. I think that's important. I don't think I would ever do a dance a thon, but I would go to the snack bar and like eat and watch people. I would watch people too. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Well, guys, that was the episode. 
Yes. Thank you all so, so much for listening. We will catch you back here next week for more Golden Girls Greatness. Hey, Jalen, where can everybody uh, find us? Find hoo-ha-ha? Yes, we are a part of hoo-ha-ha. Go check them out because they are doing great things. And you can follow us on social media at Golden Girls Pod on Twitter, out on the Lanai official on Instagram, Golden Girls Pod on Facebook, and I am H. Allen Scott and Sadie Pines on everything and i am squidzy on instagram and squid eat squid on twitter still do that bad branding uh and if you have a minute and you want to rate and review us wherever you get the podcast we would greatly appreciate it because it just turns more people onto the podcast that's and true. in the meantime as always as always remember stay golden, stay golden. <laughs> we are so off our sink in that oh my god but i love it oh my god have fun guys eight Close years you would see the biggest gift would be for me the car attack